All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Jacket Breakdown Podcast, the Part 2 Jacket Breakdown Podcast. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors as usual. Live and Love Local Barto, Evolve Lawn and Landscaping, Crosswired Electric, Holiday Inn Express and Barto, and Excellence Realty, Elaine Sanders. Thank you for your support, and please follow them on their social media sites. And um, it's very important to have these type of sponsors and our guest today. Um, they rely on sponsors as uh, all the youth leagues do. So. Thank you and support local like our sponsor and uh, that that's the most important thing in Barto, just keeping that community feel. Cole, how it you doing? It is and welcome to the Barto Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I am your host Cole and I'm here with my co-host slash dad Jason and who do we have as a guest today? Today we have Mr. Garth Washington. How you doing sir? Pretty good and yourself, thanks for asking. Pretty good. We're good. We're glad to have you on the podcast. And I know a lot about you. And I'm going to let you tell the listeners exactly how long you've been involved with the youth football in Bartow and, and what your role is now and, you know, over the years. Because um, I know right now you're executive director, correct? Yes, sir. And um, I'm sure you've held many roles in that in that league out there over the 30-plus the years, correct? Yes, sir. Uh I've been out there as a uh, administrator since 1994. As I graduated from college, I started playing out there as a youth uh, at the age of 11. And the field out there at 555, uh, myself and some of my uh, co uh, my teammates helped laid aside on the field out there back in 1981. Mm. So that field holds uh, some near and dear. Uh, memories for me as well and after I graduated from uh, college I came home to help one of the coaches that coached me when I was there Mr. Frank Webster uh, and he was like yeah come on and then I was a assistant defensive coach and then I became a head coach and then throughout the years I've held uh, uh, I've been the secretary I've been the treasurer I've been the vice president I've been the vet, uh, president I've been a cheer coordinator, and my present role right now is I'm the executive director of Barto Youth Football. Wow, that's very impressive. And one of the things that is important to me right now, to one of the problems in our society is we wait until we all know eventually we're, we're all not going to live forever, and we wait till people are gone and not with us anymore before we give them their flowers. So. For you to be involved in the Bartow community for 30-plus years working with our youth, I just want to recognize you right now and say thank you because I've been involved in youth sports. My dad started Bartow soccer. Um, I was out there helping him along the way, and him and Tim Murphy and Casey Fletcher are some of the names I can remember off right now. But it's hard. It's hard to be involved in youth you know, dealing with the parents and the money and, and all the problems that you, you deal with year in and year out. And 2020 is no exception with COVID. Um, I know that affected you guys a lot this year. But um, just thank you. I just want to say thank you from our me and Cole from our podcast and what we're doing. Um, every community needs people like Garth Washington. 
And uh, wow. so while, while you're on and we have this opportunity, I just wanted to say thank you because everybody, everybody may not agree with everything that you've done over the years, but you've been consistent in there. And that's the most important thing is being there for those kids. And I know you've been involved even with trying to, you know, start uh, baseball on in Bartow too. So another baseball league. So you've always been a consistent in Bartow ever since I've been around. And I, we just want to thank you for that. I appreciate it. I had some uh, good mentors um, that, are, as you say, they have gone on to the great beyond. Uh, Tommy Walker Sr., Don Stratton. Still hadn't, and uh, they just—they were just my mentors as a kid, and I, you know, just wanted to get involved uh, with doing something in my community. Well, we appreciate it, and all those names are names that I know, and um, hopefully they got celebrated like we're trying to celebrate you now, because you know, over the over the years of all the great players that have come through Bartow and Bartow High School, all those names that you've mentioned touched you know, the lives of these players. So, you know, I know that one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on is to talk about some of the players that are at, you know, with the team, the Bartow High School team now, and um, give you an opportunity to kind of shine some light on them that, you know, fans in the stands may say, oh, there's number 32 or, or you know, whatever, but they really don't know the kid. So we want to give you an opportunity now to kind of talk about some of the jacket players that are on this year's varsity team, 3-0, and and um, okay. and maybe some of the coaches that are helping you out. I know I've seen my classmate AG at the Jenkins game, and he was telling me he's out there coaching with you. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you, you know, talk about your program a little bit. Okay. Well, we uh, we were founded in 1964, 65 by Tommy Walker. Um, it was before my time and your time. Uh, where CNC Bank is or BBNT, that used to be the old football field. Uh, then we moved out there to the Civic Center, out there right behind the baseball field where the uh, amphitheater is. And we practiced out there and we played at the high school until in 81, uh, we were afforded the uh, facility out there at 555. And we're very thankful for that. Um, but just to the, elaborate on the, uh, the guys that came before us, we at Bartow Youth Football have what we call a Bartow Youth football hall of fame and it's not many organizations that have a hall of fame and up until maybe about two or three years ago um about two years ago was the last inductee and um we have about a class of about 15 guys that really put it on for uh, Bartow uh youth football uh and uh me not really wanting any kind of accolades I did it because that's what I do. I was inducted in the Hall of Fame as well. Congratulations. Uh, last, uh, thank you. The last member of the Hall of Fame that was inducted was uh, a gentleman that has been out there probably about 20-some years as well. His name is Willie Myrick. And um, we just been doing what we're doing. It did affect us this year with the COVID. Uh, we made a conscious decision. Uh, myself. Uh, also give a, a, a acknowledgement to my president of the organization, Willie Rollins, our commissioner, Ms. Angie Bell, uh, treasurer, Willie Myers, and our concession manager, Ms. Fomika uh, John. Uh, and we just decided that, you know, it was just too much of the unknown uh, to put the children at risk. That was just our decision to make. We thought that was the best decision. 
Uh, we also uh, given the uh, kids that wanted to go play somewhere else an opportunity if another organization was playing, they would go and we would go and support them. I've uh, had a chance to uh, go to a game uh, two weeks ago and throughout the season I plan to go visit other places and uh, let the kids see me and support them in their efforts. That is awesome. So, so who are some of the players now on the Bartow team that uh, you want to shed some light on that, you know, worked through your program over the years and now are at that varsity level? Okay, we have, uh, for one, who's been spotlighted pretty well, Dathan Davis. Yes, sir. Uh, Dathan is a a kid that I've known for a while. He's a very manable child. He also plays basketball as well. Um, Amarion Baker, he also played in the program. Let me me stop you there, and I want you to come back to that name, the second one. But on Davis – um, I know he was on the state championship team. When I'm watching, I, you know, I watched the basketball team last year. I couldn't tell you um, who he was on the court because that team was just, it just seemed like every time they subbed a player in, it was better than the next one. Um, how good is he a basketball player? Is he a football player? Because, I mean, the way he looks on the field, he looks like a, a top-notch football recruit. Is he uh, more basketball or football? He's a little bit of both, depending on what's going on. He's shining in football right now uh, with what Coach Tate is doing, featuring the tight end, and he's like 6'5", and, you know, he can run around, and most guys can't keep up with him. In basketball last year, they had a bunch of, you know, situational uh, times that Dayton got put in, but uh, he's been playing basketball as well for a while. He's uh, been a participation of the uh, travel team, an AAU team out of Orlando, and also this, uh, uh, his dad, Mr. Uh, James Davis, was also uh, one of our presidents uh, at Bartow Youth Football. So Dayton's been a, a well-known individual uh, through our program. When I first saw him, I thought he was going to be playing tight end a lot. And, I mean, Coach Tate may put him at tight end from, from time to time, but he split out wide like yes, uh, Kyle Pitts at Florida. It's, he's, he's really doing good. And, Cole, who, do you, uh, who does he remind you of? Who, Dathan Davis? Yes. A young Julio Jones. Yeah, so he, he's he's doing a real good job out there for the Jackets. Yes, sir. Uh, who was the second player? Sorry to interrupt you. Amar- 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 Amarion Baker. Okay. Uh, he's playing running back, and he's doing very well. I think he's got like 200 and some yards. I think they're, you know, they're passing the ball around, and, they you know, they're doing a whole lot of things with different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, this was in the program was Jordy. Um, he plays basketball as well. Okay. And uh, he's out there. Uh, we have had a lot of kids between the – We uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, but in Bartow we have two youth football organizations. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Bartow Youth Football, which is at 555, and we also have Bartow Unlimited that uh, plays at the high school. But they've been uh, sharing the field with us also – uh, the way that uh, Unlimited came about, uh, back probably in probably about 87, 88, we used to have weight limits. Mm. And we had some kids that were on the older squad, which was what we call the senior level or A squad. Um, you know, they were fighting that weight thing every week where you, where you have to start off at 135 pounds and then you can gain a pound a week, but that was kind of hard for a growing 13-year-old kid to 
watch his weight, you know, so, you know, we go to McDonald's and Burger King and, you know, they didn't watch, we didn't watch our weight. So as a result of that, myself, Coach Frank, at the time, um, Richie Marsh and some of the other coaches say, well, how about we just do what we call an unlimited sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, the ones that can't play in the football program. So we was like, yeah. So then that's when, that's how middle school kind of, they call it middle school football, kind of evolved. So Bartow had a team, like Gibson had a team. Well, we lost them there. I don't mm-hmm. know what happened. Let's see if we can get them back. Having some technical difficulties here. Are you there? It's on his phone. I'm sorry. Oh, there uh, you go. When, yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, we, we started Unlimited. I don't know where we, where we started. We started Unlimited as a result of weight limit. So it was supposed to be for 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. And then when they got to ninth grade, you know, they could go play junior varsity. So everybody in the city, in the state, in the and uh, around town in Polk County, had an, uh, a middle school per se team. Mm-hmm. Something like back in the days, like what Coach Murphy used to do. Yes, uh, when we played middle school ball. So that's how that got started, and then uh, they evolved to uh, with a junior team, which was an eleven and twelve year old team, and then they went full fledged, you know, um, flag. That's the four or five-year-olds that have the flags that they tear off, and then the six, seven, and eight-year-olds that have tackles, uh, nine and 10, 11 and 12, 13 14. So um, it's enough kids in the city of Bartow to service two programs. And myself and the president of the organization, which is my classmate, uh, Harry, um, we're, we talk a lot, and unfortunately they were unable to uh, participate this year as well, but uh, that's basically how it was. You know, everybody played football, and um, that's how you know most kids like to you know get some of their frustrations off and you know have fun and they love their coaches. And uh, shout out to Coach Tate; he's been working with our youth football organization. All the coaches that have come through Barto understood that the youth football program was a feeder program. So when they got to the high school, it was like, okay, they had been trained and we had done trainings together, coaching clinics together. Uh, we invited them. Uh, I'm also the member uh, of the Mid-Florida Football and Chilling Conference. That's a conference that we, our uh, organization plays in. And we're in 45, we have 45 different organizations and we're in 22 different counties. Uh, our furthest team away is we got a team in uh, Lake Worth, Florida, which is Palm Beach County, Clewiston. We also have a team in Belgrade, uh, Pahokee. Uh, Some good football in Pahokee. O- Okeechobee. Uh, we got teams in Orlando. We go as far as, as Rockledge. Um, the further is up north we go is uh, D-Land, Daytona area, Orlando, Kissimmee. Uh, then we go over to Clearwater, Manatee. So we're, we're pretty much all over the state of Florida, and we're affiliated with the State Alliance with teams down in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, uh, Fort Myers. And we have a big tournament every year, and uh, we play the best of the best. 
And uh, that's what we do for the kids. And that's important. I mean, getting them that um, experience playing the best competition possible. And like you said, any coach has to understand that the, the youth leagues are the feeder systems. And um, it's a little different in football. I mean, like you said, there's enough kids in the community to, to support two leagues. But, you know, I'm just thinking like soccer, there's you got so many travel teams and then like girls softball. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. options for the kids to play where – I kind of I kind of look at football. Is it? Are you getting kids in the the Bartu youth football program from other cities? Like, do you have players that have come through Bartu but maybe are playing at Kathleen or Lake Gibson or yes. stuff like that? Yes, sir. Um, in the last couple of years, I've had some coaches that were just gung ho for these kids. Uh, I had a coach that lived in Waimama, and he would drive to Bartu every day. Mm. Picking up kids. Um, we had kids on our rosters last year from Winter Haven, Arvindale, Lake Alford, Avon Park. The coaches would go get them and bring them to practice, take them home. Uh, if we had an away game on Friday after school, those coaches made the arrangements to get off their jobs early, uh, rent the vans, and, and, and the kids, would, the coaches and the kids were either stay at one of the coaches' house, uh, either get a hotel, and the coaches did a lot of this stuff on their own. And that was one of the things that I used to do as well as myself. On Friday, I had like four or five kids and we were privileged to be able to go to the high school game and we would take all the kids uh, from the football program that wanted to go, the older kids, and bring them to the game and sit them down, all the coaches and players and everybody sit together. And we would say, okay, look at the guy out there on the field at your position. Because we didn't have to tell a 12-year-old, okay, I play center, I play tackle, I play running back. They automatically knew that. So we would have them at the game, and they would sit down and look at the game. We'll look at the first quarter, and then second quarter, and then we'll let them go at halftime, go get something to eat, then come back, you know, and look at the game and, you know, just you know, just have some chop top about, okay, this is what you got to do. Offensive linemen, you can't just, when, you, when the ball snaps, you can't pop up. You got to stay down low. That's why we do this drill. That's why we do this. Everything has a purpose. Mm-hmm. So that was a very, you know, thing that the kids love to do is go to the game. Like I said, I would have four or five of them at my house waiting on me when I got home from work. Uh, some of them would stay the weekend, um, you know, because it's very important that, you know, you talk to the youth of the uh, kids and let somebody let them know that somebody does care because in some situations um, they don't have, you know, all the resources that they need. And I was a firm believer of whatever they needed, you know, I would sacrifice to get it. And um, it didn't matter if you was black, white, green, Mexican, I didn't care. I would tell the parents on Saturday, when they walked through the gate, their last name was Washington. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have to worry about them. I, I made sure they had all the equipment. I made sure they had something to eat before the game, after the game. And, you know, just make sure we took care of the kids. Right. It was just the kids. I had team moms and people in the community that will coach. Can I do something for your team? Yeah, uh, just give them some Gatorade. Uh, you know, I used to have, you know, parents and people supporting the organization on Saturday. Um, you know, the concession stand is one of the most important aspects um, because on a Saturday, when we play Little League, a lot of people don't understand that before we sell the first hamburger, the first whatever, technically I've gone to Sam's and spent eleven, twelve hundred dollars 
and then I got to spend another six hundred dollars on the referee. Mm -hmm. So we're close to about two thousand dollars in the hole right then and there. Mm -hmm. And we don't charge the most for registration. Uh, we got some programs that you know play for free mm -hmm. because they get grants and stuff. We've gotten grants and stuff, but there's some programs that charge two hundred dollars. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's just the way some programs are. But, um, and we make it work. You know, we do what we have to do to make it work for the kids. Well, that is awesome. And and that's why I wanted to, you know, give you your flowers, like I said earlier, now, because that is so important for, you know, a community like Bartow, where kids, like you mentioned, you know, may not have the resources or whatever, but to give them that structure and to give them that, um, that goal to work towards as a team, the camaraderie and the, the, um, just knowing that somebody cares about them. And that, and that's such a big thing. I can remember, you know, my dad having to pick kids up on Saturday, you know, this sounds awful, but from Saturday school, just because they didn't have a ride <laughs> to get to the game, you know, and, and back then you could throw some kids in the back of the truck and like, let's head to Lake Wales and play a soccer game. Now it's a little <laughs> different, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. um, that is awesome because coaches like you, everybody who coaches, you know, you put up with the things that you put up with because yesterday was my birthday and I had somebody, you know, hey, happy birthday, coach. And I'm like having to go to the profiles and look at them and they're all adults <laughs> now, but I'm still coach, you know, and I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't coach them for 20 something years, but I'm still coach yeah. to that kid. And that's why we do mm -hmm. what we do. So Again, thank you, and thank you to everybody in your organization for you know that's been involved for all the years, and all the future ones that you're grooming to take over when you guys step down. I mean, it's such an important thing, and I don't think it gets enough credit, you know, all across the board, not just football. Yeah, I've done the Saturday school thing. I picked up uh, kids. Uh, they don't do Saturday school that much anymore, but. Uh, I had a relationship with the middle school and the elementary. I used to go visit the schools. Um, at that time, I was working for children and family, and we got an hour per month that we could go out to the school and visit, you know, your kids or whatever. And I used to go to the middle school, and it was just like when I came out there, the, the word got out, man, coach out here, coach out here. And one day I was at the middle school um, at a cafeteria just sitting up on the, on the uh, up there where the teachers sit, and – one of my players was acting up, so he didn't know I was there, so I went and tapped him on the shoulder. He was like, what's up, coach? I said, you know you owe me. I've been sitting here watching you act up. I heard the teacher tell you a couple of times, you know. But you, I see you in practice. And just like you say, those kids see you years later. I was at the Buccaneers game about two years ago, and one of the players uh, that I used to have, uh, he was like, hey, coach, what's going on? I was like, hey, how you doing? Somebody, you remember me? I said, yeah, I remember you. What's my name? <laughs> then I told him his name and stuff. He said, Coach, I'm grown now. You want me to buy you a bill? I'm like, no, man, we good. <laughs> we good. <laughs> I see kids in Walmart. I mean, kids that I coached when they were eight, nine, ten years old at Walmart. Coach, my kid will be ready to come out there in a couple of years. I'm going to bring my kid out there. And, you know, we've had some exceptions to the rule, as you know. Uh, up at Florida State, Odell Hagen played in our program, and he's a member of our Hall of Fame. You had Lance Leggett that played at the University of Miami and went on to the NFL. Also, we have uh, Marcus uh, Floyd, who's also a uh, – they retired his jersey at the uh, at the high school, and he played uh, at Indiana 
and he also plays for the Philadelphia Eagles and the um, Jets, Carolina Panthers, and the Jaguars. Yeah. Now they play for the Jets too, because I'll never forget. And the Jets. Yep, yep. Uh, he ran back a kickoff, and uh, I was so excited because my senior year, Marcus was a freshman. And I remember mm-hmm. I used to give him rides home from practice and everything. And, and he, I, he used to drive me crazy because I was Marcus, let's go. And he'd be in the weight room after practice. Go, Marcus, come on, I got to go. I got soccer or something. You know, he's like, oh, I got to get a, you know, another lift in. I'll be right there. And I was like, ah. But uh, he was a great guy. Um, yeah, it, that, that is why we do it. And um, Cole, I don't know if you've heard uh, any of the previous podcasts, but we talked about Cole wants to uh, start playing football. Mm-hmm. And me and Cole's mom, we've uh, decided over the years, I always told Cole, when you get to high school, if you're man enough to go out there, you go out there. And he came to me a couple of weeks ago and said, Dad, I, you know, I'm going to play football in high school, but I, I really need to get, you know, put the pads on and, and learn how to tackle before I get to high school. So I told him that, you know, I'm going to take him out so he can because he's in seventh grade now. So I want to sign him up. So Cole, ask him when when we need to be looking for sign ups and and uh, and get you out there on the field. And oh, when are the sign ups? <laughs> <laughs> He's so excited. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, like I say, like your dad will tell you, we have choices. Just like in Barstow, you got McDonald's, Burger King, Checkers, and you know wherever you play, you know that that that'll be just something extra because. I um I was at the uh, post office one day, Jason, and um I had on my football shirt ready to get ready to go to a game or something. I don't know what it was, but this uh, older gentleman says, uh, "You coach football at uh, uh here in town?" I said, "Yes, sir." I says, "Uh, we have two teams in town. Um, we have the you know five fifty five, and then we have Barcelona Unlimited." He was like, "Well, that's good." Uh, he says, um. Those kids don't, you know, they play against each other. I said, yeah, they play against each other. I said, um, you know, but uh, the thing of it is, the moral of the story when I talked to the gentleman, I said, I didn't, and I, and it still probably won't never happen. Uh, they're not going to build another high school in Barclay. Right. So <clears throat> those kids, even if they play at Unlimited and they play at 555, when they get in ninth grade, all of them going to be at Bartow High School. Correct. So that's why I encourage them to, you know, that's why Terry and I try to keep an open communication to, you know, especially now they're out there at the field, sharing a field with us. Um, hey, they're going to play together in a couple of years. So, you know, there's no animosity between anyone. Let's, let's, it's about the kids. Yeah, and it's see, all that's about what the kids. Happens. Sometimes these parents and stuff, they, you know, they want their kid to be, Number one, when, you know, I, I'm a strong believer in education. I taught school for eight years. And you got to have nowadays a plan A, B, C, D, E, all the way to Z, and then back to A again. Because a lot of these kids think, oh, I'm going to be in the NFL. I'm going to be in this. Well, I broke some numbers down, and I'll make it real quick. Right now, there are 32 organizations in the NFL. Mm-hmm. There are 50 players and there are five on the practice squad, okay? The NFL draft has 268 slots. Here in the state of Florida alone with the Florida, Miami University, uh, Central Florida, South, uh, University of South Florida, uh, you got Bethune-Cookman, you got FAMU, you got Florida Memorial now, you got Jacksonville University, you got Stetson. 
those schools alone can handle the 268. But then you got to incorporate the other 49 states plus Hawaii into that mix. So the percentages are at 0.05 whatever, very low that you're going to get in. And then you got to look at those 50 guys that are already on the team, they ain't trying to get their job up. They like their luxury. They get paid every Monday. Mm-hmm. And they get paid good money. So for you to, you know, be one of the lucky ones that get in the league, that's what it is, luck. Yeah. It ain't always what you know and who you know. It's just sometimes you got to have some luck. Like mm-hmm. right now, the Buccaneers, uh, they got like five or six of their major players that are hurt. You got some of those guys that are coming up on the practice squad on the active roster now, and then that gave an opportunity for a couple of more guys to be on the practice squad. So it's just kind of the – the the gauge of your luck and just timing, right? Also, and that, and any you know kids that are out there listening, I I can't agree with you more on that. But football, just any sport. But I, I played soccer and football, football more than anything I think, and maybe maybe basketball, especially in bar two. But you learn so much about life, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. part of a team like a football team. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have brothers that you'll have for life. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I ran into Charlie Tate at the Jenkins game, and, and he'll always be my coach, and, and Big Tate will always mm-hmm. be my coach. So that, that part alone, it teaches you how to be a man. It teaches you responsibility. It, it teaches you just so many things that you just take for granted now at, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. And when you sit back and, you know, you're doing your career as a teacher or paramedic or whatever you decide to do, you look back on the values and the, the, the help me out, go away. Just everything you, you know, the structure and, and being on time and, and all those little things that you learn in football that you take to your adult life. And, and that's the most important thing. And, you know, everybody wants to play for the Bucks or are in the NFL. But like you said, that's a, it's a small percentage that ever get there. So, you know, listen to your coaches and, and um, just work hard and take those things that you learn and that the youth coaches taught you into your adult life and be a successful uh, human for our society. Mm-hmm. And that's very important. And I, and I just, and I, and I just, you know, hope the kids, you know, we've all been young, and you know, um, some of the things that these kids have to deal with right now is, is, is you know, it's kind of, you know, the social media deal is, a, is something that I didn't have mm. uh, when I was uh, coming up. We didn't have social media um, like where well, we had it, but it wasn't. I don't think it was like the way it's been described today. Um, you know, the technology is just astronomical because I know when I was young, all I played was Atari 2600. <laughs> uh, so you know how old that is. Yep. Uh, and, and, and these kids now with these phones, these $1,000 phones and two, $300 pair of shoes, I, that was that was something that was never, no, in, in our era, nobody had on a pair of $200 shoes. I don't think shoes cost $200 back then. Yeah, and but the kids just have to work hard, listen to your coaches. Like uh, when I was coming through high school and play, our coach was the legendary Paul Quinn, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody knew Coach Quinn. Just like right now, the reason a lot of the reason why Lakeland is having the success they're having, uh, their coach was a tutor was tutored under Coach Quinn. Okay, so he he took some of those same additives and 
those same formulas that Coach Quinn had, uh, Coach Conrad, uh, Coach Lineberger, all these guys. I see Coach Lineberger. He, as a matter of fact, he's a he's the AP at Kathleen uh, right now, and I see him when I see him, and I say, "Hey, Coach, hey, how you doing?" You know, it's, was that Gary Lineberger? You know, yes, sir. Okay. Yep. Now, last year he was there. He may have retired because he's been teaching in, in the school system for a long time, mm-hmm. long time. That wasn't but uh, those guys, like you say, they're my coaches too. So. So when can uh when can Cole start looking forward to sign ups for youth football for next you know we usually we usually start signing up in probably some January or February. I'm meeting with some of the staff members um probably in another week or so. So we wanna get a plan together for registration because we didn't have, you know, we didn't do anything um this year. Uh we didn't even because we just felt that, you know. We didn't want to take people's money and then got to give it back and you know like say oh we'll hold it the next year nah we'll just yeah. we'll just start but we'll make sure we put the uh, notifications on uh, the, uh, Facebook and around town and um, I want to also say to the city of Bartow thank you for everything that you do for us uh, we're very uh, blessed to have a facility to play in and. If we need some things, you know, we, you know, use it and get basically whatever we need. And uh, we all thank the city of Barcelona, Park and Rec, uh, coming out and lining the field. And, you know, we need the air conditioning looked at and things of that nature. So we appreciate our city for the things that they do. For well, it us. definitely takes a, our, a community to pull it all off for, for these kids. So, mm-hmm. so Cole, you uh, now, you mentioned the city. Uh, Joey Williams gave me probably some of the best advice that anybody could ever give me for um, Cole coming up. You know, we, we're big soccer, so we was playing soccer, and we were talking about baseball. He wanted to do baseball, and he said, stay away from T-ball. Don't just let him get where he understands the game. And when he started playing, I think he did coach pitch for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, you did one machine year. pitch. Oh, machine pitch. So they call it coach pitch. But, you know, now when he went on to the minors, like he understood the game so much more. So I look at like football where he hasn't played tackle, but he understands football. And he's old enough now to understand how you're supposed to tackle and keep your head up. And you, and you guys as coaches, you know, I'm sure with all the new rules and all that about teaching how to properly hit, you still see it on Saturday and Sunday where guys are making mistakes but you know you understand that but you could be taught all you want but if you're if you if you're timid then you're gonna have a problem so I I feel like he's at the age now where I trust him to go out there and and listen to his coaches and 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 play so what I'm hearing is January signups January February you got to start getting in shape Right, Mr. Washington, he got to start running. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, but just to let you know that um, we are affiliation with uh, one of the leading youth football um, organizations in the United States. It's called USA Football. Mm-hmm. And um, they coach and teach us what they call the program. It's called Heads Up. Yep. And that means your head is up when you make, you know, see what you're hitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't put your head down because you can hurt your neck, you can hurt your back. And you can hurt somebody else, you know. Yeah, so yeah. we go to conferences. We go to conferences every year. I've had an opportunity 
uh, for the last couple of years to go to uh, All Expenses Paid over in Orlando for a week uh, and learn about football. I had an opportunity uh, about 10 years ago to go to the uh, Football Hall of Fame out in Canton, Ohio. And that was one of the, uh, a life-changing experience, not just being able to, you know, go on a trip and represent my organization, but I'm going to the Football Hall of Fame. I was able to walk through and see all the buses of all the, you know, the, the, the emblems of the people. And it, it was just a life-changing experience. But USA Football, they've guided us for uh, several years. And they're the ones that give us the grants for helmets, equipment. Uh, we have uh, we've uh, also been approached about a field grant. Uh, so they're, they're a very good organization as well as um, – UYSL, which is out of uh, Chicago, uh, they come down here uh, and play in Plant City for a whole week, and we have over 25 participants to come down and be down here in the area for a week. It generates probably like $1.3 million in revenue just for a week oh, wow. with the youth football teams coming down from California. We've had uh, down in Miami, they come up. Chicago, we've had teams as far as California come. Arizona, all over the United States, Chicago, Detroit, everybody's in little old plant city and they have a field over there where you can play 10 games at one time. And it's just, it's just amazing. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that we played soccer there and uh, we had to go across the street when they were doing that. So that's Mm -hmm. a, remember that Cole? Yeah. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming game for Bartow. Um, last year, Bartow lost to Kathleen by a score of 45 to 38. Um, wow. Close game. It was, a, it was a close game. This year, uh, the state rankings, Kathleen's coming in at 218, Bartow at 114. The last game Kathleen played was against Strawberry Crest. They beat them 41 to 13, and uh, the Jackets beat Auburndale 20 to 6. Uh, Kathleen's scored 83 points this year. They gave up 53. They're averaging 41 points a game. Bartow is at 151.4 and only gave up 13. And we're scoring an uh, average of 50 points a game thanks to the Lake Region match. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I'm looking at this game being a – and thank you, Intern West, for these stats. I, I – this is going to be a big test for Bartow because I don't know if you're aware, but it came out that um, the first round of the playoffs this year with the COVID and everybody getting in the playoffs, uh, Tampa Bay Tech is who we drew for the first game, and it will be a home game in Bartow. But uh, they are ranked number 26, I believe, in the state. So we're going to have mm-hmm. our hands full with them. So if we have any hopes of uh, – Making it, you know, past the first round in the playoffs, this is a must-win game for Bartow. Do you agree? It is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as long as they just do what needs to be done, football is a, a, a simple sport. If everybody does what they're supposed to do, if it's, if it's a pass play, everybody got a pass block, you can't hold, you got to have fundamentals and techniques. If you do all the things that you need to do, Everybody does what they're supposed to do. You shouldn't have any problems. But when people, you know, go off the grid and kind of like want to do what's out of the loop, then that's when you have problems. You know, the quarterback position is 
he goes back to pass and look, look, look. Don't see nobody do a couple of progressions. Roll out, roll it away. Don't take a sack yep. because then that makes it more difficult for the play caller. See, I've been a, I've been a play caller, so you know most most coaches, high school, college, they script their first ten plays, mm-hmm. okay, and then they you'll see them checking off. Okay, that worked. No, that didn't work. Why didn't it work? They make a mental note, and you got the offensive line coach like, well, he didn't block and. She, he didn't do this. He missed a block. Uh, you know, quarterback overthrew him. He threw in the coverage. You know, it just takes a lot. But I think they'll be able to do whatever needs to be done. But it won't be an easy task because the head coach, Coach Strong, uh, was at Barstow two years ago. And uh, he knows some of the kids that'll be, that he'll be facing on tomorrow. So he has a little bit of an insight, you know, on some of the kids. But I think they'll come out victorious tomorrow. Yeah, I agree with it. But it, 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 we talked about it on Monday's show. It comes down to execution and not making mistakes. And I kind of look at this game being a, you know, it's a big game. So, you know, the nerves and all that. And Kathleen's coming off of COVID where they didn't play last week. So right. as long as we play a mistake-free, clean game and, and kind of win that turnover battle, I think we got a good shot of coming out on top. And I'm always going to ride with Coach Tate. I think he'll he'll have the boys ready. I think. Now let's talk about our and score then, predictions. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. You want to go sense. score prediction? All right, Bad Cole, what's your score prediction? Um, thirty-five to twenty-one, Barto. Thirty-five, twenty-one. I'm gonna go twenty-one to seven, Barto. Okay. You got? You want to jump in there and give us a prediction? Yeah, I'll probably go with probably like a a 28 to 14, and as long as they don't get emotional, because when you have these games, these rivalry games, you know, somebody may give you an extra little nudge, and you can't, mm. you know, you can't buy into the craziness. Yep. Uh, that's what they want you to do. They want you to get kicked out. They want you to get ejected, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, it, it costs if you get ejected from the game or kicked out or something. You know, I know when I had kids, I had a kid that left my program and played at Barso and he got ejected, and they said it was a monetary fine, but they uh, did a, a hearing or something, and it, you know, he wanted he wanted hearing. So, but still, you got to keep your head, you got to be cool, you got to stay focused. Yep. And uh, no, I totally agree. We've seen a couple of those situations this year, and Coach Tate's been right on it. So, I know he's coaching those boys up on that. And um, I showed that to Cole. There was one situation in the Jenkins game where. The Bartow player had his hands up, hands up. Like, I'm not doing I'm not doing nothing. And then finally just pushed the kid. Yeah, and it was that like 15-yard penalty. He's like, you were doing everything right, <laughs> you know. But sometimes that emotion just gets, you know, the best of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of – go ahead. But the, but the second man always get caught. Absolutely. The first That's, man he do, he do. The second man, when he come at every Jackson, yep. he get caught. But yep. they're, they're taught how to do little tricks and stuff to kind of, you know – so the referees won't see it. You know, I, I don't teach. I didn't teach nothing like that. But you had some people that, you know, showed them a little technique of mm-hmm. different things to kind of get under somebody's skin. But they always get the second man. I, I totally agree with you. A couple of players to look out for for Kathleen. Uh, quarterback Shadrian Harrison um, mm-hmm. and wide receiver Michael Ellington. Uh, Michael Ellington, six foot two, 188 pounds. Um, he's got four receptions on the year, but over 100 yards. So he's a big frame target for the quarterback. 
And then on defense, number 21, outside linebacker R.J. Kelly. Uh, he's been a standout all year. Um, well, for the two games, he's got 22 tackles, five for a loss, and two sacks. Mm-hmm. So, sounds like the Jackets got to watch out for number 21 when we got the ball on offense. And if we can kind of get him blocked and take him out of the play, um, we'll have some success, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know what they call Kathleen High School NFLU because they got like five to seven guys that have gone to the league with uh, the most notable one, Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. uh, who went to Kathleen and uh, played for the Ravens. And uh, right so, now, know, I believe um, the linebacker for the Gators, Miller, I believe he was like yeah, Kathleen. Yeah, yeah, Bertrand Miller. Or, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. always put out you know good athletes, and um, so Bartos got their hands full. But I believe that we're going to be able to take this this game this this year. I, yeah, think, I totally I think, agree. I think we Coach Day's got something special going, and and I, we look to keep the ball rolling this week. So we want to thank you for coming on. It's been enjoyable getting to hear, you know, the history a little bit behind Bartow Youth Football. And make sure that you, you know, when you guys get the sign-up dates or whatever, share it with me and I'll yes, um, I'll share yours and the Unlimited, you know, when that comes out. So if anybody's listening out there and you're thinking about signing your child up for Bartow Jacket Football, this is a great place to start and get them some experience and get them ready for Coach Tate's program in the future. And I want to thank you for having me on, and also congratulate Coach Tate for winning that uh, Buccaneer. Oh Coach of yes, the thank you for bringing that, that, that up. 20, that twenty five hundred dollars that will help the team in whatever capacity. But uh, also, just a, a side note, Coach Strong won it two weeks ago. I seen that. Yes. So, yes, congratulations to both the coaches, and and that's yes, just sir. setting up for a great match tomorrow night. I keep yes, saying match because I'm a soccer guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a match. <laughs> it's a matchup between two of the, you know, good teams. And, and Catalina had that big bond brother when they played Lakeland in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on for uh, Jason and Cole, producer Jan, intern Wes, um, Mr. Washington. We uh, see everybody tomorrow night and uh, go Jackets. Yes, sir. All right. Hey. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a good night. All right. You too. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.